So, let me get this straight. Well, first, let me get in the car. Evan Turner, Evan Fournier, Chandler Parsons, Timofey Mozgov. I don't know, man. I, I really don't. I really, I really don't know, man. What's... Everybody's gonna pay. Cause the million dollar man. No. Always. Stop the music. Stop the music. Stop, stop the music. Wait, 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 wait. Evan Turner. Evan Fournier. Chandler Parsons. Timofey Mozgov. Nicholas Batum? DeMar DeRozan? New cap? High salaries? I, got, I gotta take this all in. I, I really need a minute. This is too much. This, this is just too much. If you don't know by now, it's Car Sessions. Your boy Jov here. I'm a little... I'm taking aback. I'm not going to say I'm confused. I'm not going to say I'm surprised. But I am. I'm taking aback. These contracts here. These contracts. These contracts are a lot. NBA free agency. Uh, the, the, the subtitle... For NBA free agency should be These contracts are a lot That's It's a lot man As you can see here Javi is taken aback I'm trying to find the right words I'm trying to To get in my pocket here Because I understand It's a lot of people out here who are complaining about these dollar figures and they don't understand that because of the fact that the salary cap has gone up by 35% that player salaries will also go up 35% it's not alright you have more bread under the cap but the players get the same money they were getting under the old CBA not the old CBA under the old cap agreement people you have to keep up the CBA is set up in a way where when the new TV money came in and the cap would take an extreme leap, this is the second of three leaps. Remember, next season it jumps up once again. The players' salaries along with it will go up. It's all part of one agreement. So when you're on these social media sites complaining about player X getting X amount of dollars. I need you to understand that this is all part of the structure. And if you're going to complain about the dollar figures, you have to put the disclaimer in front of these complaints that these are your opinions. You feel that X player should not get X amount of dollars. Not 
anything else about wow how he got so much bread he got so much bread because the CBA allots it to be so. They they have to it's, it's certain player slots, it's certain excuse not player slots, there's certain contractual slots and dollar figure slots that are already allotted. You understand? So once the cap went up, there's a certain dollar figure that certain players, when they're valued a certain way, they cannot go beneath that. If they go beneath that, it is at the player's choice to go beneath that. Understand that. I need y'all to stop saying, I understand it's the cap, but how he got so much bread? Because it is the cap. How you gonna say, I understand it's the cap, but how he got so much bread? If it's because of the cap that he got so much bread, the new cap figure. I need this to stop. It's been two years now. You had a whole year to prepare for this. You had a whole year. Please stop the complaining. Stop the blood clot crying, to quote my, my uncle, Jay-Z. Stop it. Now that I got that rant out of the way, I needed to get that off to start this free agency edition of the Car Session Sports Report. But back to this. Evan Turner. Evan Fournier. Chandler Parsons. Timofey Mozgov. Nicholas Batum. Now... I can understand. I can greatly understand why they got the money that they got. But I am willing to argue that even though it is the new cap and these dollar figures are 35% more than what they would have been a year ago, I am prepared to argue here that even with the new cap, these players are not max players. We watch ball. We're basketball fans here. We, we know what these players look like. We put the time in. We do our homework. Can, can, can anybody admittedly say here that Chandler Parsons is a max guy? Nicholas Batum is a max guy? Evan Fournier is damn near a max guy? Timothy Mozgov is 16 mil per? I'm going to leave Timothy Mozgov specifically him out of this particular part of the, the conversation because I'm going to have a Laker centric conversation in a minute but it's just it's just confusing to me you know what I mean it's a little confusing to me that these guys are so highly rated and so highly valued you understand what I'm saying don't get me wrong players Get your money. Get paid. I'm never going to knock the hustle. I'm never going to knock the paper spread. This is big business. This is big NBA business. So in the end, it's always going to be a lot of money on the table. But I honestly believe that a guy like Chandler Parsons getting, what is it, four years, $94 million? He had a two-month run. How did Chandler Parsons go from, a, what was that, three-year, 40 mil, three years, 45 mil? And any, any any NBA fan will say that while he was a good hand, he was a good player, Chandler Parsons never did anything that turned into or equated to a max contract kind of a player. 
So you mean to tell me that now Chandler Parsons is worth nearly $25 million per? Nearly $25 million per? I wouldn't have been mad at Chandler Parsons if he got Evan Turner's contract. Or a little bit more than Evan Turner. I think he's worth more in the current NBA than an Evan Turner. If if he would have got about... What? Uh, four years, 80 mil under the new cap. That's about 20 mil per. So that's 35% more than what he's worth. Y'all could do the math on that later. But when you do the math, it's somewhere in the high teens of, of, of average mil per. He was already at 15 mil per, right? So let's say he would let's say his value now, you want to get a raise the way that the way that the, the CBA is set up, he gets his raise. He goes up to about 17 million dollars per. I wouldn't have been mad at that. That's just business. But nearly 25 million dollars per? I think it's somewhere around 22 mil, 22 and a half mil. Chandler Parsons? Ain't no hating over here, man, but come on. Nah, I'm not. I'm not having that. Absolutely not having that. Nicholas Batum, five years, one hundred and twenty million dollars. I know y'all gonna say that, yo, Jav. You out here? You sounding like a bit of a hater, bro. And I and I get it. I'm 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 counting people's money, but this is sports fan Jav trying to really understand. What he's looking at here. You mean to tell me, right? That a guy who averaged about 15, 6, and 6 or somewhere around there last season with the Hornets is is getting paid like a primary superstar? He's this is a superstar contract. Is it not? What the hell Kemba gonna get? What is Kemba what is Kemba Walker gonna get? If Nicholas Batum is five years, 120, that means Kemba's getting that the Supermax. Kemba's getting 140. He might get the DeMar, DeMar, DeMar DeRozan money. DeMar DeRozan got five years, $145 million to average 24 a game and not be a good three-point shooter and an average defender on the second seed in the East. And there's a, 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 a clear schism between the first seed in the East and the second seed in the East. <laughs> DeMar DeRozan got 145 mil DeMar DeRozan should have been getting what Nicholas Batum got Batum should be getting 5 years 100 or 5 years 90 Even with the new cap I'm, be, be, be mindful here That I am factoring in the new cap with my salary projections I'm not here talking old money because old money, none of these guys, in my opinion, is worth more than $70 million under, under the old salary cap agreement. Evan Fournier got $85 million. 65% of NBA fans, who, who general NBA fans, not the hardcore league pass guys, but, the, but the, the, the general NBA fan does not know who Evan Fournier is. I'm going to argue that outside of the city of Orlando... 80%, 80% of NBA fans don't know who, <laughs> who Evan Fournier is. Yes, so there's a 50%, 15% jump 
which means that only Orlando mostly accounts for the people who know Evan Fournier. Evan Fournier can walk in front of me right now. And I would have to double take and ask myself, is that Evan Fournier? I might know who it is, but I wouldn't be 100% confident. I would need to look two or three times before I went up and gave him a pass. So what up, Evan? Good, good looking on that new uh, Well, shout out to that new contract you just got that you don't deserve. But, you know, there you go. Evan Fournier got $85 million. Can somebody look up Evan Fournier's number? His numbers for me? Can somebody look it up? Evan Fournier got an $85 million contract. They traded Oladipo. They traded him. So that means that they're paying Evan Fournier to be the guy. Yeah, he is. He's the guy now, Orlando. One-two punch. Him and Serge Ibaka. Six-foot-seven guard from France. I'm not going to attempt to say his name in French. But he just got paid to be the number two guy behind Serge Ibaka, who is the primary option. Say what you want to say, people. He's the primary guy in Orlando now. I know. I know we're all shaking our head right now. Orlando, what are you doing? Why didn't you trade Fournier? Oh, he couldn't do that. That's right. He couldn't, he couldn't do that. He couldn't do that. I'm so confused. I'm so confused. NBA free agency, people. So now, there was a lot of hype about this free agency period. You understand? A lot of hype about this free agency period and that the cap was going to jump. There was going to be a lot of money to be had. A, a ton, a heap of money to be had. But the thing that nobody ever really wanted to talk about they did not want to talk about this. And, you know, I feel like they mislead people. Was that there wasn't any really body to get. Excuse me. There wasn't really anybody to get. You know what I mean? There was no one. When you think about it, outside of KD, we know LeBron ain't going anywhere. LeBron was never leaving Cleveland. Maybe if they lost, but even still, when you really think about it, and now sports fans, sit down, you know, take a seat. Think logically. After you do a, a, a piece, you write a piece in the Sports Illustrated, still the number one sports source in terms of print in the world. After you do that piece, you're not leaving in two years. You're, gonna, you're probably wondering, why am I whispering right now? Because I want to reach you on a, on a closer level. LeBron James wasn't going anywhere. All right. So he didn't count. The biggest fish in the pond was Kevin Durant. And once Kevin Durant and the Oklahoma City Thunder got past the San Antonio Spurs, the thought of him leaving dis dissipated. It didn't matter what happened in the in the Golden State Warriors series. The Thunder was playing with house money because they knew that if they could push through a 67-win Spurs team, KD's not going anywhere. And then on top of the fact that they, they had a 3-1 lead on the Warriors before eventually losing in seven hard-fought games... There's no way he would leave that for an unknown. Remember, I always talk about the ego of the athlete. The ego of the athlete would not let Kevin Durant, after losing in seven games to the Warriors, go play with the Warriors. The ego of the athlete would not go to the Warriors knowing that what make the Warriors the Warriors 
would not be the same because you would have to let about three guys go. Remember, the Warriors are not a superstar team. They're not a superstar-driven team. They're, they're a product of all their parts. So now if you're giving up three, maybe four of those parts for one part, although, albeit an elite part, those, 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 those smaller parts will be missed in the playoffs in high-level competition. So the ego of the athlete is saying, I can stay here, add a couple of parts, and beat these guys. So when you really, when you really, really sum it up, when you sum it up, Kevin Durant wasn't going anywhere either. All they did was get you to click on some articles, post some things on social media, have arguments with other sports fans, build up the biggest free agency in NBA history, only for it to be the equivalent of Independence Day 2. A lot of hype, then the movie flopped at the box office. The biggest player that moved today is who? Chandler Parsons? Al Jefferson? So far in free agency, there have not been any home runs. LeBron James is doing what he's done the past two years, you know, stay relatively quiet. Let let the dust settle. Let the craziness stop. Then he's going to finesse his way into a new deal. And people, he and KD are both signing one and one deals, meaning one year with an opt-out after another year. Because then they're going to opt back out. And when the, when the salary cap goes up to, I believe, $120 million, then they're going to get the 30 mil per average. They're going to get the Kobe contract. They call, Kobe was getting new cap money before his new cap. He damn near killed the Lakers, too. It is what it is. But uh, I'm a Laker fan, by the way, and I just feel like that contract kind of hurt us. That that's part that was part of the deterioration of the Lakers. But more on that in a second. We're going to get to the Lakers. But uh, one-in-one one deals for KD and LeBron. That's my prediction. They're going to they're gonna opt out against so they can get their 30 mil per deal. You know, the, the, the Godfather OG deal that the only certain, certain guys can slide into. But yeah, NBA free agency is a big budget movie that flopped. We bought the hype. This is Batman versus Superman. Even though Batman versus Superman made the money, the content wasn't the greatest. This, this is a summer blockbuster that did not do well. So now you have fan bases looking around. Looking around. Trying to figure out what the hell happened. Why didn't we get this guy? Why didn't we get that guy? I don't I don't understand. I just don't I just don't understand. Huh? We had so much money. Like the Nets and the 76ers are begging people right now to take their money. And all the Nets have done is managed to get Jeremy Linton. Shout out to that pickup. I think it'll be a solid pickup. But you let Jared Jack go and you got Jeremy Lin. Isn't that a lateral move? What's the difference? Maybe a couple of years in age? But what does that do for your team? That's, I guess maybe Lin could play at the pace that they probably want to play at. But Jeremy Lin is a, is a high usage point guard. You know, granted, I don't think much of, of Brooke Lopez as an elite center. He's a good center. He's all right. He's an okay NBA center. You know, but... I feel like Lynn is going to take touches away. You got some young guys on the on the wing that are going to need the ball. And a high usage point guard like a Jeremy Lynn who needs the ball to be effective. I'm not really sure about that. Maybe Lynn is mature during his time in L.A., in Houston, in uh, Charlotte. But 
for Jeremy Lin to be the Jeremy Lin you need him to be at $12 million a year, somebody's not going to get the ball a lot. I mean, I don't really care about Brooke Lopez. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He's a, he's a big who doesn't rebound. He doesn't defend well. And, and he's kind of slow-footed. You know, he has some good post moves. I give you that. But to me, a big should do more. So when I look at the Nets, even with Jeremy Lin, I just see a disjointed bunch. Uh, Evan, Evan Fournier's numbers were 15-3-3 three and three last season. I'm going to assume that he had a strong second half. I'm going to assume that he had a strong second half that, that raised his value to where he slotted at five years, $85 million. God, I sound like a hater right now. I really don't want to sound like a hater. I swear I don't want to sound like a hater, but it's just like... I've been doing this sports fan thing for a very long time. I've been seeing contracts come and go, even in baseball. You know, you know, there's not many Jason Haywards getting $184 million in, in baseball. For the most part, the players who deserve to get the Buku contract gets the Buku contract. <laughs> NBA free agency, y'all. Like, I'm here. I'm here. Um, hit me on Twitter. Hit me on Facebook. You know, if y'all if see Evan, <laughs> Evan Fournier's... Uh, second half stats. Maybe y'all could, y'all could put me on. You know what I mean? Let me see. Maybe, maybe I'll use the internet and look him up. Give me a second, guys. Car sessions here. What we do, we do our due diligence. To all right. So it, it, after the All Star break, Evan Fournier averaged 18 points, three rebounds, three assists, and a steal per game. Uh, blocks. No blocks. So you're telling me that a guy doing those kind of numbers is an $85 million player? I guess the argument is, and, and this is the thing, I'm knowledgeable. I don't just throw, you know, I'm not I'm not out here arguing about uh, uh, numbers and, and, and salaries. I'm going to guess that because he's 23 years old, the argument is that you're paying for the upside. And by the end of the contract, this will be a bargain. All right. I can see that. He is 23. Cool. All right. Maybe. 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 I'm willing to be wrong here. I'm not I'm not a guy who likes to stand up and, and puff my chest out and I have to be right. If 48 next season is balling out, you know on car sessions, I'm be here like, yo, shout out to Evan Fournier. These things, these shows are recorded. Y'all 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 can harken back to these moments. Y'all can reflect back to these moments. And y'all can call me out. If I'm wrong. Nicholas Batum. I don't care what you say. Nicholas Batum has never been viewed by any NBA fan as a $100 million, $120 million player. DeMar DeRozan, $145 million. That dude is getting close to, what, $29 million a year. Are you kidding me, bro? Is that $29 million? Close to $29, right? I'm, I'm, I don't, I'm not a human calculator, but... Five years, one hundred and fifty million dollars is thirty million a year. So he, one hundred and forty-five. Yeah, so he's close to thirty million. He's close to thirty million a year. Wow. Mm-mm-mm. This is not a general car session, by the way. On Monday, I'm really gonna get into the nuances of these deals. Right now, this is a reaction show. Andre Drummond got five years, one hundred and thirty million dollars. Lord. Oh. Yo, maybe he is. I, 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 I don't see it though. I don't see. I don't. I don't believe that Andre Drummond, as currently set up, 
is a hundred million dollars better than Al Jefferson. You know, shout out to Al Jefferson, by the way. You know, I'm taking a pay cut to go play with Paul George, to go play with uh, Jeff Teague. And uh, I think the, the Pacers made another deal that I like, but I'm, I, I got to look that up. I'll get back to you on Monday with that. But I like that deal. I like that deal a lot. Jefferson has been on, on average playoff contenders, teams that are first round and done teams. I think Jefferson wants to win now. So he's willing to take less bread to play with a, a verified superstar in Paul George in the Eastern Conference and make some noise. I think right now... The Al Jefferson deal makes them conference finals ready. I'm not putting them in the conference finals, but they're conference finals ready now with this guy. Um, I think the Knicks, if they have, I, I haven't gotten the alert. I haven't got like the official word yet, but all, all signs point to Joe Kim Noah signing with the New York Knicks. So essentially, the New York Knicks made it when they made the trade a week ago, or was it? Yeah, it was a week ago. They essentially traded Brooke Lopez, the Thief Calderon, and Jerry and Grant for Derrick Rose, the guard, number 20. I can't remember his name because he's not really that good. Joe Kim Noah in a second-round pick. That trade is a wash, if you ask me. I mean, because you're not really sure what you're going to get from Derrick Rose. If Derrick Rose is 75% of what he was, great trade for the Knicks. Joe Kipno was a big man who's on the other side of his prime. That's a problem. Because now when she's all getting those low body injuries or any kind of injuries as a whole. And with the pace of the NBA quickening. And Jeff Hornacek, in his time in Phoenix, he liked to play a little faster. But again, as I said about Hornacek, he's a guy who coaches the talent. I'm going to hope that he finds the right tempo. But it's just like half-court basketball, slow-down half-court basketball can only get you so far. So I'm a little concerned about the Knicks' approach with this current roster. Where's the shooting going to come from besides Melo? I guess Chris Tapps can step out, but he's not a knockdown. Like, you can't close your eyes and Chris Tapps got it every time. You know, you need a shooter. I'm hoping that the Knicks go out there and get a Courtney Lee or Eric Gordon or or, or somebody else that's on, the, on, that's on the menu at the shooting guard position that can help them. Not J.R. Smith, though. Don't bring J.R. He, he needs Cleveland. Cleveland is, is just slow enough to keep J.R. Smith from doing J.R. Smith things. I think Courtney Lee would be the perfect pickup for the Knicks. The perfect guy for the Knicks would be Courtney Lee. Knicks, get on that. But, again, it makes the Knicks a playoff team. I mean, some people are saying that the Knicks could be conference finals ready with this team. But I just feel like... On paper, I can't say that because it's things that have to break their way. Now, if it breaks their way, I'll be the first one to co-sign it. They could be in the conference finals, certainly. But if Joe Kim Noah can't play the whole season, you can you can basically pencil in Derrick Rose is not playing the full season. It's just the severity of the injury at this point in his career. We really can't put the Knicks there just yet. But I do like what they've done. At worst, they'll just be stuck with Noah. Because if if Derrick Rose is what we think he's going to be as currently constituted, and that's not a superstar player worth the money he's going to want, the Knicks can easily let him walk and get another point guard. So it's a low-risk, high-reward move for the Knicks to a degree. The the Noah contract worries me because you're going to be stuck with that contract. But beyond that, if everything hits right for the Knicks, conference finals contender 
They'll, I think they'll be fighting for that second conference, t- conference final slot with the Indiana Pacers when it's all said and done. So does that mean that you're off the Toronto Raptors job? Yes. The Raptors will regress next year because they're just not that good to me. They had a great year. To me, they were the Hawks of last season. Great year. In some respects, played above their heads. And they'll go back to being what they were, which is a middling conference scene. When I say middling, I mean fourth seed, fifth seed, get beat in the first or second round. They're taking a step back. Hassan Whiteside got $98 million. That was expected. It was expected. But again, it just goes back to what I think he's worth. I don't think Hassan Whiteside is worth any of the, any of the, the money that he just signed. I think he's more just based off GP. I think he's more of an $80 million play because you got to pay him. You know, all right. He, he, he wasn't he wasn't a superstar coming into the league. He grew into what we know him as today, but he still needs work. So it's like, how, how, how is it that the agents have this much power to where they can just dictate terms and just tell you you're paying Whiteside nearly $100 million? How? He has to get the pay raise. I, I, I'll, I'll give you that. But $98 million for Hassan Whiteside? No. At $98 million, you're saying that he, if not the focal point, is one of the focal points of your team. He's going to demand touches. He's going to demand a lot of respect. D-Wade already is a little funny about giving a rock up. D-Wade is one of those players, like he really has a lot of Kobe in him, but he's not Kobe. He's never been Kobe. In that he still views himself as somebody who can have a high impact. But to me, he hurt. He hurt. He hurt the Heat in some respects. While he hurt while helping the Heats. So so it's like I said Heats. I meant to say Heat. He hurt those guys in certain situations. It's times where I feel like Goran Dragic couldn't shine because he had to play off the ball. Goran Dragic is another high usage point guard. But Dwayne Wade doesn't respect. Obviously, Goran Dragic, the way he respected a LeBron James during his time in Miami, where Wade was willing to be a gunner off the ball. Play off the ball, get to his spots on the floor, catch a shoot, dive to the basket, get some layups, get some contact, shoot some free throws. He want, he doesn't trust Goran Dragic that way. We already know he doesn't trust Hassan Whiteside. We've seen it. We don't know what they're going to get from Chris Bosh with the blood clot situation. So it's like... Good business keeping Hassan Whiteside at the price you kept him at because you want, you need him. But in the end, I feel like this deal's going to come back to bite them. Unless Dwayne Wade takes a step back and Whiteside continues to grow and Goran Dragic gets to be Goran Dragic, this deal is going to hurt them, man. It's going to hurt a lot. I'm not going to get into some of these smaller deals. You know, Evan Turner got four years, 70 mil. He's a product of the new cap. But I would have I would have given him the Jordan Clarkson contract. Like he's not to me, he's not worth more than, more money than Jordan Clarkson right now. Laker fan or no Laker fan. Like Evan Turner's not twenty million dollars better than Jordan Clarkson as as of right now. I'm not even sure if Evan Turner is a Western Conference type player. He's he's long. He can do a lot. Pause. But he's not. I had to. You saw how I paused that. I had to let it breathe for a second, right? But he. I don't think he has the athleticism necessary. To be extremely effective in a way that Portland plays that up and down game. 
I'm a little worried about that signing. He's not even the greatest shooter. So it's like, what is he there for? He's there to be West Coast Lou all day? I don't know about that. I don't know about that, Portland. Y'all gonna be shopping him by the trade deadline. If not 2017 deadline, 2018 deadline, you're gonna be trying to beg teams to take Evan Turner off your hands. Beg, B-E-G, capital letters. Um, As I was saying, I'm not going to get into the smaller deals like Ishmael Talatovich. I'm not talking about those guys. I'm not talking about Jared Bayless and, and all of them. Those guys are not that important to me. But this new cap right here, it's, 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 it's really... Mm. <laughs> it's, it's, it's making things very interesting in the NBA. But uh, let's get to the main event. At least my main event. You know, everybody's not a Laker fan here. That's why I gave y'all the free agency flex first before I got into the Lakers. I didn't want to scare people off by getting too Laker-centric to start. But my Los Angeles Lakers, so far, have made two signings. Four years, $64 million for Timothy. And four years, $50 million for Jordan Clarkson. I don't need to get too, too, too heavy into the Jordan Clarkson signing because that's an obvious deal. It's great business for the Lakers. I thought he would have gotten more money on the open market, especially the way they just throw money around right now with the new cap. I just feel like he could have got maybe 65 mil, maybe 70 mil. If anything, I'm wondering if Jordan Clarkson took this deal because he just wanted to be a Laker. He wanted to be part of the reclamation of the Lakers. So I'm going to say he did them a solid. But Mozgov? $65 million? That's tricky for me. I'm not going to get on the echo chamber and regurgitate everything you've heard to this point. If anything, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to give you a bigger picture understanding of where the Lakers are currently constituted. As NBA fans, we have never seen a team win 17 games and then go get big name players. So now the argument on the other side is going to be, oh, but it's the Lakers. It's the Lakers. Right? Granted, it's the Lakers, but basketball players don't like going to Basura, Draca teams. Lakers are no Lakers. They still only won 17 games. You're not getting no max nobody, even if the player crop is weak. You're not getting anything. You're not, you're not, <laughs> the, ner the nerve of a lot of, a lot of Laker fans... To think that they were getting something like that. The nerve of us. I wanted KD. But I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this to you. Once we got the second pick in the draft, and it was evident that Ingram was coming our way, KD was out. What are you gonna do with Ingram? You're gonna trade him like like this guy got traded from Cleveland a couple years ago? Andrew Wiggins? If the Lakers would have got the first pick in the draft and drafted Ben Simmons, slot him in at the power forward position, then maybe you would have had a hope to get at least a meeting. You understand what I'm saying? KD was never happening. DeMar DeRozan, from the time he got bumped out of the playoffs, made it clear he needed to stay in Toronto. Not wanted, he needed to. And it said as much, he didn't want to live up to the Laker legacy, which is cowardly. It shows you that this guy is not a winner. I'm not here to give you hot takes. But if a team's winning legacy or championship legacy is something you don't want to deal with unless you win more championships than the other guy, you're, you're a loser. 
You're a loser. I might I might be hard on LeBron, but he didn't let the fact that Dwayne Wade was already a champion and Pat Riley threw all the rings on the table scare him from going to Miami. If anything, it invigorated him to go to Miami because he was he wanted to win championships. The way the Lakers are currently set up, if the DeRoz- if DeMar DeRozan would have brought them one championship, he would be remembered for a lifetime. But he's a coward. Stay in the six. Keep getting beat in the playoffs, never winning anything, and you can have your names in all the record books. But understand this and notice you would never be a greater Raptor than Vince Carter. Know that. You're just DeMar DeRozan. That's it. You're not Vince Carter. <laughs> the nerve of that guy. But anyway, let me take a step back. I, I, you, saw, I, you saw what was happening there. I was ranting. But, uh,. You can't under, you can't expect the Lakers to make big moves in free agency the way our team is currently set up. As a, as a fan of a team, hope hope is very troubling. Hope makes you almost psychotic. It makes you irrational. We were never getting those guys. My issue is not getting those guys. My issue is being embarrassed because it's it's like open season on making fun of the Lakers and making fun of or trolling Laker fans in the media. I don't care about fans trolling other fans. That's 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 basic sports stuff one on one. But when you have like the media going out of their way to make fun of the Lakers every chance they get, or or you watching the networks and they put the Lakers in the scroll, Lakers hope to get a meeting, Lakers get get no meeting. Guys tweeting, got guys who get paid to talk about sports roasting. What about having objectivity? It's like all these guys who are NBA fans who got tired of seeing the Lakers do well are now taking out their clubs and they're swinging for the fences. Yes, not baseball back. They're taking out clubs. Those hurt more, and they're swinging for the fences. And that's what I can't deal with. And th- and that's what that's what really bothers me. When the Lakers don't do what they need to do Because now it allows guys Like these sports writers And sports minds that I'm speaking of To to let off To completely empty their clip On the Lakers Even if it means that they're talking out of both sides Of their mouths Because they they in one respect will, Will know that they'll say One team is bad so you can't expect Certain things from this team But then act surprised When the Lakers do what they don't expect certain teams to do because it's the Lakers. Nah, man, you can't you can't use the Lakers against the Lakers. A bad team is a bad team regardless of region and heritage. They're a bad team right now. They're a bad organization right now. And that's what bothers me. So now everybody now, it, they want to jump on them. They want to jump on a Mozgov deal. I'm, I get the deal. Mozgov spent last season hurt. If Mozgov was would have been a free agent at the end of the 2015 season, coming off the playoff and more specifically finals performance that he had, if he would have got the same contract, nobody would have blinked an eye. But because he supposedly regressed last season or this past season, I should say, everybody's scratching their head about this contract. Under the OCBA, Mozgov new contract would be worth. More along the lines of $11 million per year As opposed to the 15 or 16 he's getting right now Right $11 million per year So it basically been a, or, or like a 4 years $44 million deal It's not that bad And when you think about Personnel and fit 
Then the Lakers need a defensive-minded guy. They need a rim protector. They need a guy who's really strong in a pick and roll. They need a guy who's low usage and, and can fill a bevy of needs. Timofey Mozgov is that guy. They, they don't need to pay Whiteside $90 million plus. Because then now, you by paying Whiteside this kind of money or Horford or any other guy this kind of money, it takes away from the fact that the Lakers believe that they're three kids. They're, they're, they're future three. Clarkson, Russell, Randall, plus the latest addition, Ingram. I'm not putting Ingram in the future three yet because we don't know what we're going to get from Ingram. For those who are wondering why I left them out. But the Lakers believe that their kids are the stars of this team. Regardless of what the contracts say. They are the, you have three consecutive lottery picks and a second round pick getting $50 million. The Lakers have made it clear that these kids are their guys. So why would you pay a guy a certain amount of dollars or a Parsons a certain amount of dollars or anybody else that Laker fans wanted X amount of dollars to come away and take away from them? Because by bringing them in, you are anointing them something. You're not paying Whitehead nearly $100 million to protect the paint and block shots. He's going to want touches. Those touches take away from Randall in the paint. You understand? Just as an example, why would you bring Chandler Parsons in if you have Ingram at the small forward? Think logically, Laker fans. Don't jump out the window and panic. You need to think. Think, bro. Think. Ladies, think. They brought in Mozgov to fill a certain void that they need without taking away from the kids. On top of the fact that the Lakers have made it their business in recent years to bring guys in for one-year deals at a time and then get rid of them, right? They gave Mozgov four years to come to the Lakers. So it's pretty evident that if you bring a guy in at four years, you clearly see something in this man. And when Mozgov has been right, he has not been a superstar, but he's been extremely useful. Six game finals, like these people who talk out of both sides of their mouth in the media, they 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 they, they want to bash, they want to go so hard to bash the Lakers that they, that they forget that Mozgov was so useful. He was moving around. He was blocking shots. He was finishing everything at the paint. He, he and Tristan Thompson were nightmares. He would have gotten the $80 million that Tristan Thompson got if he was the free agent last year. Because those guys were useful. But in their haste to kick the Lakers, they didn't even think about any of that. You're not hearing what I'm telling you outside of Los Angeles right now. They got a guy at a need. And they clearly see something in the guy to give him four years. The Lakers have not been giving out long-term deals. Nobody's talking about that. The Lakers have, but as bad as we've been and as, as, as rough it's been in the front office, tumultuous it's been in the front office, they've been smart enough to not marry themselves to any player. So why would they give Moscow four, four years? They clearly see something in this guy. They clearly see what they need in him. Maybe he's not Andrew Bogut, but he's clearly been brought here to be the Bogut. Of Luke Walton's system. Just think about that, people. Instead of panicking and losing your mind, think big picture. People saying, oh, they didn't do their homework. They didn't do any research. Or maybe they just knew that nobody was going to come. Maybe they knew what I'm saying to you. You can't bring certain guys in here at certain prices and expect them to take a, a backseat to kids. Hello? The Lakers stars are already on the team. They're, they didn't, they're not bringing their superstars. They already have their stars of the future. <laughs> they're right on the Lakers. 
the future three plus the wild card of Ingram who could be the superstar of all three but beyond excuse me the superstar beyond the future three that's all I'm saying so people kicking the Lakers panicking about the Lakers wondering what they doing trying their damnness to make them a laughing stock y'all know what's really going on but y'all just want to kick the Lakers and I'm here Jav the car session sports report bringing you the reality check do I agree that Mozgov should get $64 million? Absolutely not. He should have got 48 even with the new cap. Or 44 with the new cap. But all things being equal, he feels the need. So shut the hell up. I might be back tomorrow, but I'm definitely going to be back on the 4th. Until next time, I'm out of here.